to INS, the International News Service, your source for the most important weird news from across the globe. With news analyst Kevin Harrison, actor, comedian, and musician Mike Wiebe, and professional commentator Brian Camp. INS, the news you need. So how many words do you have for snow? There's, it's easy. Yeah. I'm I'm better than Eskimo. I have 31. Okay, okay. first of all, I think mm. that's a that's a, a not a good word to use for the the proud people, native people of the north. Well, let me See. ask this, Kevin. Where where are most Eskimos located? In Canada and Alaska. You sure not Alaska? Alaska, Canada. And what does what do we think about Alaska? They've bled out of Alaska. Mm. Now, these are the good people of Alaska. There's the good people. Thirty-one words for snow. Yes. Okay. Right. Okay. Snow, sleet, mm-hmm. ice. Okay. Icy, frosty. Words, I don't think that frosty is a drink. Uh, frosty. No, 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 no. The ground's covered in frosty. Oh man, you guys want to get frosties after this? Vanilla. No, they close down. White dirt. Mm. No one's ever called snow that's white a, dirt. That's what J- Jed Clampett called it. Jethro and Jed. Yeah, white dirt. White dirt. Uh, mountain coke. What? Mm. Mountain dandruff, God's dandruff, uh, digital uh, dandruff, blizzard, God's dandruff, flurry. I buy that. That was about thirty. Uh, that, I don't uh, think that was even ten. I stopped keeping count around thirty-six. Uh huh. So that was something like thirty-six. Oh, powder, powder, much like much people. like Brian's favorite movie. I'm, is in, is it fair to say that Eskimo is a European word for? Native peoples of the north. I, I think, and I think do it's they do they are they self do they self reference as Eskimos? I don't know. I don't. I don't pretend to understand that. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, what about glac- glaciers? No, that's uh, broken glaciers. I think it's pronounced glacier. Arctic glacier. The penguins' litter box. No one's ever used it for that. Yeah. Uh, maybe polar bear blanket. What? The polar bear's bathroom. <laughs> The polar bear's bathroom. The right. outside, outside of a Yeti. What uh, is the inside of a Yeti? That's where I keep my cold beer. Cold beer. Yeah. Uh, so we got up to maybe 19 half-assed. Uh, no, I got, we had like 39, 39, 34, 38, 9. Right. Those are, you've yet again proven your ability to identify numbers. That's pretty those good. Are yeah, numbers. Those, are, those are all numbers. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. else? Okay. I, I can't, oh, I'm trying to, other uh, snow. Um, I, Vanilla, vanilla ice. That's a re- well. That's a. Yeah. That's where he got his name from. It's from Snow. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Snow. And there was also a rapper from Canada named Snow, and he had an album called Twelve Inches of Snow," which I think is extremely clever. It's a very good name. Yeah. <laughs> Do the Canadians? Canadian, was he albino? I so, don't know. I think he was just the rapper named I think Snow. He was, I think he was just Canadian, and it's hard to tell the difference between the two because they're so white. Okay. Yeah, they're pretty well, white. Okay, it is fair. Was he beloved in Canada? Is there, is there a town that boasts being the birthplace of no? I think I think they would say that this is where he licky boom boom down. He's <laughs> <laughs> no very letters. proud. All right. Well, here we are again. Here we are once again. Here we are. 
Yes. 47 ways to say snow. Speaking of snow, <laughs> how did you fellows fare, fare during the great ice apocalypse of 2023? The pocky lips. The pocky lips. This pal, this, <laughs> this, this, this pocky lips. Pocky, pocky lips. My friend Ted called me up and we went to Tan- Cancun for the week. It was great. Cancun cruise. Cancun, at it again. Cancun cruise. That'll show them. No, I was, I was locked in the house with the rabbit. My my power was fine. What did you eat? I got food, Brian. Like, do you have? But do you have like emergency stocks of food? Did you? Eat, I bet you. And did you end up eating some delicious rabbit? No, no, he is not for eating. Well, and Kevin, don't eat meat. No, I don't. Well, yeah. yeah, but that in a in a apocalypse in a apocalypse scenario, everybody eats meat. Ah, there there's, you go. There's three things you need to understand. First of all, if you get Wild rabbit, they taste like a, t- a burnt tire. And if you get, uh, you, if you don't know rabbit, what rabbit tastes like. I've had rabbit you many times meat. in my life. I was uh, raised you, in the country, look, Brian. I was raised hunting and fishing. I will, rabbit season, I will, duck season, rabbit season, duck season, rabbit season, duck season, <laughs> Elmer Fudd season. I have no qualms uh-huh. against anyone's dietary choices. Right. But you don't get to abandon meat, sir, and then have opinions about meat. Yeah, that's I think true. That you can still, you gotta let that I go. I still remember what it tasted like. Yeah, and I also not. remember spitting out the BBs from the buckshot because I got a piece that my grandpa really fired on. Did you hit a pan far away with it? Yes. You just watched <laughs> Disney's Swiss <laughs> Family Robinson and got it confused with your real life. Oh, I see. Is that what it was? I th- is that why that's... I was in Ohio and not Papua, Papua New Guinea? How pow New Guinea. You've already confused the two. <laughs> They're so similar in so many ways. Similar climates, yeah. And the same number of chilies. The tropics in a place in a place that like the average yearly temperature is something like fifty. Uh Ohio, a big state, bigger than people realize. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not that big. Bigger than people realize. <laughs> how how big do people think it is? Well, I thought it was about a couple football fields long. Yeah, see? That's Rhode that's Island. What I'm talking about. Also, if that's your standard, Rhode Island bigger than people realize. Mm-hmm. How many cities oh. are in Rhode Island? Hundred? No way. Ooh, I bet that's way too high. Oh, yeah. you, cities as opposed to towns. Like I would say cities, or I would say incorporated in places that have a city government. That would be the rule. It can't just be I bet like a hundred. Now I bet hundred now four. Whoa, <laughs> that's a that's a wide gulf. Our many listeners from Rhode Island are licking their chops for the answer to this one. Well, oh, okay, I've, I've worked it out. According to the internet, mm. Rhode Island well, has 39 cities. Mm, 39 cities. That's the same number of ways Mike can say snow. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> 39 cities. How, how many people, if you had to guess uh-huh. right now, okay. you think in Rhode Island are fucking right now? How many in how many cities or how many people total? Just people total in all the in thirty nine cities. How many people you think are are, are doing the nasty? So there are. I'm gonna say a thousand. One million one hundred thousand people doing the Rhode wild Island. thing. And I'm mm, and I'm gonna mm. say out of one million one hundred thousand people, that one million nine hundred. I'm sorry, one million ninety nine thousand. 999 people are, are doing the wild thing right now. Because that's what happens when bodies start slapping oh, no. from doing the oh, wild no. thing. <laughs> you like to do that. Yeah. Right. She liked to do that <laughs> wild thing. 
I was at a yeah. I was in Vancouver once at a bar and Tone Loke came in and this guy turns to me, this guy I was in film school with turns to me and goes, Hey, it's Tony Loke. Oh god, what an idiot. I hope I hope Tone Loke beat the shit out of him. Tone Loke was also in the movie Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Oh, he was, yeah. He was. He had several lines, didn't he? Yeah, he was pretty good in it. I feel like he had a very distinctive like his voice. Yeah, yeah, really. He had kinda. that kind of cool gravel voice. Yeah. Yeah. Then probably not from smoking. He gets paid to do the wild thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I I didn't like my uh ice apocalypse. I didn't I didn't enjoy yeah. it. I did not one mm. bit. What, what what happened? Very Dr. Seuss. A, a bunch of a bunch of giant fucking tree limbs fell down on my house oh no battering my oh, wow. my roof it sounded like yetis were throwing <laughs> branches at the roof did an army of and raccoons I'd, go out, I'd have to go out and look <laughs> at it i'd have to go out and look at these tree branches and uh-huh. the whole time i'm scared for the life of me that I'm going to get a tree branch that's going to fall on me and severely Ooh, hurt me. You don't want that. I was I was scared because karmically because <laughs> I You're a little have dude, made yeah. uh-huh. a lot of very cruel jokes about Governor Greg Abbott. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have. Yes, you have. I was really, you know, I had to be extra careful because right. as they say, karma is a biatch. Right. But I don't know. I you know, God, I feel like God wouldn't want to spite me that I mean cuz we I, he knows Greg Abbott's evil. I, I But there's also a rule that evil yeah. never dies. Mm-hmm. Well, that that's true. that's biblical as well. Sure. Yeah. That's 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 biblical. They use they used that was the first lot is that first Bible verse they show in in Halloween part 9. <laughs> is that is that a Rob Zombie one? Evil never dies. I don't know. Rob Zombie directed the good one, whichever one that was. Bob Zombie. Yeah, Bob Bobber. Zombie. Has he directed a single good movie at all? No. Everybody, everybody Maybe. will be like, "Oh, but that one," and it's like that movie is not good. Star Wars was pretty good. Yeah, Rob Zombie Star Wars. He's good in it. I don't know if it's good, but he's definitely good in it. No, he did. Wasn't his big break House of a Thousand Corpses? Yeah, yeah. I feel like there was maybe like twelve corpses. <laughs> Were you? You had a little counter in your hand, would, like yeah. you're a doorman. Yeah. And at some point, I just gave up counting because there were so few corpses popping up. Right. Mm. It was easy to keep track. The big thing about that movie is it brought back Sid Haig. Like, it reintroduced him into the zeitgeist, and he, you know, had, like, a good, what, 15-year run there. Was the bit that somebody was using mummies to insulate their home? Oh, I bet they would be good insulation. Yeah, that'd be a good, that'd be a good movie, too. You're not supposed to say mummy anymore. It's supposed to be mummified person, Brian. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're kidding, right? Don't be mad at me. Be mad at the Egyptians. They're the ones who, who decided. Well, guess who doesn't dictate what I say? Mummies. Mummies. <laughs> mummies, yes. Fucking mummy. Uh, I did get to open this last weekend for the great Eddie Pepitone. Ooh. Uh, that? Comedian I like. It, was, it, went, it went good. He had a very funny joke about Greg Abbott, uh-huh. about how he feels that Greg Abbott is like a Bond villain and should roll out with a cat, and that the cat's name should be Costello, so it would be Abbott and Costello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they met a mummy, didn't they? 
Yeah. Oh, they've met they've met a lot of monsters. Yeah. <laughs> a Frankenstein. Met, let's see. There's Abin Costello meet the mummy. Abin Costello meet Dracula. Frankenstein. Uh, Abin mm-hmm. Costello meet swim fan. Abbott and Costello meet Albert and Costello meet Skinamarink. No, that oh, yeah. didn't happen. That's a good that's one. A, that was a scary one. That was in this yeah. year. A little they slower, didn't. a little slower than some of the other ones. <laughs> right. And you saw Costello in a light you don't typically see. Yeah. I like the Skinamarink, though. I saw Skinamarink. Uh-huh. Really? I always think you're mispronouncing skating rink when you say it. Like when a kid says uh-huh. Biscetti, and it's kind of like, oh, yeah, that's adorable. Right? You're saying Skinamarink. It's like skating rink. Wait, how are you supposed to say it? Spaghetti? Spaghetti? Yeah, biscotti. Yeah, like you guys put in your chili. I don't, chili. I'm not from Cincinnati. I don't. They only do that I call in Cincinnati, it all, I believe all you Ohioans do that. I call it Chile. For the international listener in Ohio, uh-huh. they, they are, their in chili Cincinnati. is just spaghetti with meat chunks in it. That's, I think. That's, in that's like, Cincinnati-style chili. Yeah. What state is Cincinnati in? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I will make sure to judge everything that you do in Austin, Brian, by what happens in mm-hmm. Houston. That's perfectly fine. Houston's a very cosmopolitan city. Yeah. I wish I lived there. By what happens in Crumb. I love Houston. I love Crumb. Crumb has a lot to say for it. It's a small <laughs> yeah. town. It's got good small town values. They got a good They got a good tattoo parlor. Yeah, they do. It's what is run that? By a guy, it's run by a guy who who will he you can pay him in uh, U.S. dollars, Bitcoin, or Natty Lights. <laughs> <laughs> if you catch him on a good day, he'll take a lawnmower for trade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good man. Well, well, let me let me ask, oh, wow. ask you, do, Brian. Well, oh. you were you out of town? You were out of town during part of the ice. Part of it, yeah. How was was it difficult getting back home? Did you have to uh, hmm. fjord fjord the path? Did you have to hmm. stay anywhere you didn't want to stay for too long? I was hunkered down for a while and made it back. Had to. Hmm. There was no portaging required. It was yeah. the roads were fairly clear. It's there is. Did you hanker for is, a hunk of cheese? <laughs> I did. <laughs> you know there is a, there is a dividing line that that I I think is remarkable. And it's the it's wherever you f- go far enough north where uh-huh. cities start having equipment and planning for cold weather. So when you're driving back south from one of those cities, uh-huh. at first the roads are great until you hit the first city. They don't have any way to plan for cold re- weather, and then it kind of gets shitty again. It's really weird. Yeah. yeah. No, it was the roads were fine. People were driving very cautiously, as was I, and I made it back to yeah. a home with no power for a few days and oh, uh, so you had a, you had no power for how many days uh, no power here for four days oh, four wow. fucking days jesus christ oh my god well i mean i was i missed one and a half days of it oh so, so I you was, just left your wife and child i was to in prison no i left my wife and child over the stone age thinking that this is this is 2020 something and surely in what last year's Forbes magazine called one of the fastest growing cities for tech. We could handle slightly below wow. freezing weather, but it turns out <laughs> we can't even come close to handling slightly below right. freezing weather. Well, yeah, so. You know, I mean, considering that two years ago, our state said, Oh, we've got upgrades for, for the energy grid. No problem. We've set aside money for it. And then didn't do anything about it. Abbott and Costello at it again, mm-hmm. up to their old <laughs> fucking hijinks. None of the stuff, everything down here is all these fucking 
Lorax wannabes who refuse to cut down trees. We just got to clear cut them all. Get rid of them. Nobody needs them. I don't think that's the best solution. Why not? Why not? Cut them down. Count how many you cut Uh down and plant two for every you cut down. And then we're good to go. But you got two little sprouts versus a 150-year-old tree. Well, you know, Kevin, that Uh, small sprout will one day grow into a mighty tree Uh, and spread its its limbs and provide shade. And don't forget, the mighty oak was once a nut like me. <laughs> Welcome to the International News Service. We're your hosts. I'm Kevin Harrison, along with I'm Brian Camp. I am Mike the Nut Weeby. Hey, where'd you work in high school, Mike? <laughs> I was a grade A nut at the at Morrow's Nut House. <laughs> oh yeah, served gummy bears. Mm, that's is that where you got the taste? Is that where you first got your that's taste? Maybe where I did get the taste for him, but I got a layoff, man. I'm a big fat sack of shit right now. <laughs> wow. All, I did was wow. fucking, all I did was just sit in the fucking cold and eat. What did you eat? Just nothing good for you at all. Just lard, just a big barrel. I'm getting. Of lard. Cu- I'm. I'm seriously. I think I'm gonna get cool sculpting this week. Oh, okay. from Sonabello. It's your life. Live it. I don't even know what it is, but I'm excited about it. <laughs> Sono Bello. They, well, they shoot cold lasers at you, whatever the fuck that is. Oh, wow. Cool. Good. Ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah. Is that like cold fusion? And then, yeah. There's nuclear. No, no, no. It's it's just a it's a very specific wavelength and power of ray. That I think that is what cold fusion is. Certain, a certain layer of cells. Mm-hmm. It might be. And that's what. How do they do the villain, gastric- the DC villain, Cold Fusion? That was his. That's oh, what he did. His I hate name, him. His name was Mister Freeze. God damn it! Mm. He, mm. No, that's a mm. different one. What, played, what, how do they no. do ga- gastric bypass surgery? How do you how do you get the lap? I don't know how you how do you actually get that band. Yeah, they they got installed a little yeah, band around there. your tum- tummy. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. I think they take like the the bulk of your tummy. And either staple it or elastic away from the part of your tummy that is both going to have food go in it and food go out of it. So it's like a okay, so it's, like, it's kind of a, a lot of tummy and food it's kind of like head. a kidney shape, right? Your stomach is kind of like a yeah, I think so. Texas shape a little bit, maybe yeah. And they just mm. they just like tape off the horn, I guess. I think so, maybe. The horn. horn. Like the panhandle? But how do they get down there? Where, where do they go in? They is surgically through through your abdomen? Do they go in through your rectum? Damn near killed them? <laughs> you know what? They might go through your rectum. I think that... Damn near killed them. I think nowadays with... And I'm like, I'm not, I not a... I'm not a doctor, obviously, but I know a whole lot about medicine. I, so thought, you were a, I thought you were a doctor of the quantum realm. Right, but I would never use invasive Western surgery to solve oh, something like this. So yeah. this is just me guessing okay. what okay. a doctor would do. I think, I think that they avoid cutting into any part of your body that is a, like large muscle groups if they can, because that yeah. is what takes so long to heal. And so they might come in like a weird angle, like maybe your lower back or something. Huh. Do the perineum, per, perineum, perineum. What is that cavity called? Are you talking about between your balls and your butt? <laughs> no, <laughs> there's a different one at your like in your back, like your lumbar area. There's another cavity there hmm. that a doctor can cause an a hemorrhage there while doing back surgery because people sometimes die from that. Well, yeah. listeners, listeners, uh, if anybody knows any good people that do cool sculpting 
or mm-hmm. lap band mm-hmm. kind of stuff, let me know because I. I mean, I'll I'll get some dry ice and we can just set it on you for a while <laughs> if you want. I mean, what? So what is that? You just it's a dry ice, real cold, and then you also get out a giant magnifying glass and shine it through the dry ice. Oh wow! So the light beam that's yes. hitting you is really cold. I think that's exactly what would happen. That's right. Oh. And then it's it somehow triggers an autoimmune response where your body fights any excess excess weight you're carrying. Yeah. Well, what were you eating? Were you eating just like bags of Oreos or something? What's the or Hydrox? Hydrox suck. Superior cookie. I, what did I eat? I don't know. I just didn't I didn't eat very good. Yeah. I'm very, feeling it today. Well. I'm just feeling it. I'm feeling it today. You know? Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm having a fat a little, day. Uh, okay. <laughs> Michael. And All right. I, I feel like I'm about to have a flabalanche. Ooh. Oh, was that? Which is something that Hans and Franz threatened. <laughs> Could happen. I have a legitimate question. Okay. Uh, I want to hear what Hans and Franz... <laughs> what was it? Flabalanche. 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 <laughs> He's going to have a flabalanche. We could do this all day. In this modern age of body positivity, yeah. is negative self is an is a negative self image based on your perceived weight? Like, is that is that a, a bad thing now? Like, I, I don't. I I think a, it is. I mean, I think it always okay. kind of has been. Even wait, no, you're saying if I feel bad about my weight, I'm also bad. I'm, I not only have to contend with my guilt, I have to also contend with the fact right. that I'm body shaming myself. Yes, you're contributing to the overall societal stereotype that there's something so wrong with. i'm not allowed to say out loud because i have been i have this been is a real it's a real question I, and i'm not joking i have been warned about this before uh-huh. from people <laughs> well, well they're like they're like do you shouldn't say out loud that you don't are not unhappy with your weight because there's other people that are unhappy with their weights and they might feel bad that you're saying it and like I mean, I'm putting it on me. Like, I don't look like... Right. I'm not seeing anybody else. Like, I'm just not happy with this right now on me because mm-hmm. I have to live with it. But I don't look at anybody else and go like, oh, you're you're not you're not doing anything right. In fact, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not thinking about that. But right. it is, that is a weird question because it's come up where I've been like, oh, you can't, you shouldn't say that out loud. But if I say things out loud it may it, I, you have to speak truth to action <laughs> it's like the secret says i agree with you that you know it is like i should be able to criticize myself uh and i but mm-hmm. on, on the other on the one hand on the other hand i am amazed at people who don't do that who can't who are like no i'm perfectly fine with yeah being ugly and overweight and dumb and you know i just i don't a terrible <laughs> have a terrible personality yeah i know that's good that I, you could be like i'm fucking ugly as shit and i'm this dumb. Is awesome yeah, dumb as a turd see here's the thing when i complain about when i complain yeah. right now about uh-huh. being a little bit overweight or whatever yeah. or not overweight but whatever i don't know okay. but unhappy with my body i don't have anything else to complain about everything else is tip-top fucking perfect uh-huh. mm, yeah you gotta yeah. find something right that's something and also this isn't my fault this is the fucking <laughs> weather's fault <laughs> mm. oh so sure. until four days ago it wasn't an issue i was a greek god <laughs> <laughs> like, like what like a like... aries god of war 
just imagining with your two crossbow pistols. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. No, that's I don't. I, that is a thing, though. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't want to make anybody feel bad right. by saying that, but I do also feel like I should be allowed to publicly. Com- I don't know if complaining is the word, but saying it's. It's. I, right. I'm discussing it. I don't. Even, I'm not trying to even complain. Right. I'm just like, ugh. If I lost a leg, yeah, mm-hmm. and I was depressed about losing a leg, would that be ableist? No. Yeah, because yeah, then there's people without with missing two legs right. that are like, oh, I'm, listen I'm, to listen to crybaby right. Brian, or just by by being upset that I have what was once called a handicap, which is I think a very nice word for it. I think we discussed that, but historically at least, but that somehow that is again contributing to the overall notion that that being without the use of a limb is an issue that should be lamented and not something that should just be viewed as like, oh well, no big deal. Yeah, this is more complicated than I think our podcast is equipped. I don't know. I think, I think I think our listeners love this. I think our listeners like this higher intellect uh-huh. type discussion here. So this week we've got two news stories: an arts and culture story, and Mike has part two of adult twenty Atari twenty six hundred history. What what is that? I don't know. It's part two of get to know your podcast. The history of adult video games in. Get to know your podcast. Mm, that sounds ribald. Ribald or ribald? Ribald. 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 Tales of ribaldry. Ribald. Ribald. Uh, so our first story comes to us from UPI, United Press International. Oh, they stole our name at one point, right? That's what, just to, I'm sorry, I got to go back just that's a second. Right. That's what, that's what, uh, <laughs> That's what if if the, if the hamburger was into sex crimes, he would go ribald, ribald. <laughs> Grimace pulling out a statement. All I heard, was, <laughs> all I heard was ribald, ribald, and I woke up in the eighteen forty three novella, A Christmas Carol. Ebenezer Scrooge accused the ghost of Christmas past of being a nightmare caused by something he ate. Specifically, Scrooge said, quote, you may be an undigested bit of beef, a blot of mustard, a crumb of cheese. Now, a mattress review website called Sleep Junkie is testing this theory, at least for cheese. The website said it's looking for five dairy dreamers for a study that seeks to address the commonly held belief that consuming cheese or other dairy products before bed leads to nightmares. These dairy dreamers will track their sleep and evaluate their sleep quality, energy level, and their dreams and nightmares after a before-bed dairy snack. Mm. The company said, quote, We're also aware that it isn't just nightmares that can play havoc on a good night's sleep. So we wanted to see if there was a link between the different types of cheese. Participants will receive free cheese and $1,000 each. Oh. Johnny, can I take the What? Can I sign up? You can sign up. Sleepjunkie.com. Shit. Shit. We don't have an affiliation with them. <laughs> you, can, you, could, you could give us weekly updates. I would love $1,000 to go to sleep. I don't. I I feel Great. like weren't you just complaining about how horrible you were eating, and now you're eating a wheel of cheese before bed every night? Oh, I don't want to eat that cheese. I forgot about that <laughs> aspect about it. So you missed the entire story we just read. You just heard a thousand. I just heard. I heard. I heard you talking about going to sleep, and I realized how much I need that in my life. 
is a little bit of <laughs> a little a little bit of shut eye. I need to catch some Z's. Sleep in a thousand dollars is what you're saying you need. Seven to seven to eight hours. I, I mean, I was supposed to do uh, some kind of fucking customers group study tomorrow. Uh-huh. But I I turned it down last minute because they wanted me to get up at eight a.m. and that <laughs> would cut into my sleep time. Well, how much were they paying you? It paid okay, but it wasn't worth taking a day off work and getting up that early and having to be around people that also signed up for a fucking consumer group study, <laughs> yeah, which yeah. is the main thing. Yeah, it was like it was like eight to yeah, five. Made a good decision, and it was just gonna be like. I signed up for it going like, ah, I could use that extra money. And then I thought about it later. I was like, this is not worth that amount of money. Oh, right. Because or you could is... just work your job. <laughs> that you yeah. have from nine to five every day or 10 to six or 11. But I could like, have like gotten work done later or what I could have worked around. I could have okay. worked around it and made extra dough. But I was just like, you know what? No, my time is more valuable than fucking the features on a Kia Sorento and what what I think of the fonts they used. Impact. You can't pay me enough to get in a fucking Kia <laughs> other than the one that I have, but that one's broken in. <laughs> I've had sex in every seat in that Kia. <laughs> That's that poor Kia. Solo. Huh. I don't think you can call it sex if it's just you. Right? Yeah, Brian has a point. I think it, there is a requirement that another... I'll say being. Yeah. Well, I mean, some people say agree to disagree, but I say agree to the fact that you're wrong. <laughs> oh, no. Touche. I've I've been I've changed my mind. I guess an object would work, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, some sort of so, taxidermied something or some okay. such. I don't know. So have you guys ever eaten anything that caused you to have bad dreams? How would you ever know? One time I ate a bacon burger dog, and um. <laughs> I had a dream. <laughs> Wait, I mean, uh, hold on. Rewind. A bacon burger, hama dog, or a bacon burger dog? A bacon burger dog. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so one time, so I, my, son, I, I had, a, I made a bacon burger dog, and then I came mm. home only to find out that my son Theo had eaten it. <laughs> And I was furious. I think Theo and his friend, his degenerate friend Cockroach got into it. Uh, I'll bet, It sounds like you're describing an episode of the Cosby Show. No, I'm describing my life. And Mm -hmm. I said said to my wife, Camille, I said, Camille. (laughs) I said, I need a bacon burger dog. And she said it was too late for me to eat a bacon burger dog. But you know what? I made myself my bacon burger dog. Mm. And I ate the whole thing. Wow. Oh, wow. And that night I had a dream that there were a bunch of Muppets in uh, in the dream. Uh-huh. And I dreamed that I gave birth to a hoagie, to a giant hoagie. So uh, the answer is yes. Okay. I have oh. eaten something and it did cause me to have weird, bad dreams. And that thing was a bacon burger dog. Yeah. Bacon burger dog. <laughs> I mean, I could see how you how that would happen to you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I'm a huge fan of usurping that into all those stories as your life because then we can enjoy them again. Oh, that is true. It is like I'm giving something back. Right, right. Yeah. And there's a whole generation of people that will not understand 
what used to be very well known, commonly known references. Now you get to you get to reinvent all of it as yeah. your own material. So uh-huh. that's good. And you already had a lot of shared life experiences anyway. Well, mainly not one, but <laughs> well, yeah, not that was the. I'm saying that the character in you have a lot in common. Not oh, the. Oh yeah, we're both doctors. Right. Right. Not what the. Are you, yeah. What are you a doctor of again? Sound bathing. And you've actually helped deliver children with sound bathing. I think. Oh yeah, that's. that's been, I yeah. mean, that's probably the. The most natural form of a childbirth is <laughs> just vibrate that baby right out of there. Yeah. Yeah, like you. That's that's what call. That's whenever women are having trouble, doctors are going push, push. Mm. All I have to do is I bring in a uh, a an imperial pint glass, <laughs> and I fill it up three quarters full, uh-huh. and uh-huh. I wet the tip of my finger and run it along the rim. I don't even think that's sound bathing. I run it along the rim and it makes a noise. Sure. And also the rim I'm talking about is not the glass. <laughs> <laughs> but it does make a noise. Oh, you You are so proud of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it does make a noise. It makes a what, what is it? And then and then I'll wet I'll wet the other finger and I'll run it on the rim of the glass this time and sure. I I do them in tandem until it makes a, sort of a chord you know it, it makes a, mm-hmm. the two notes make a chord and uh, that baby runs to the to the music it's where the dancing baby trope came from wow a hundred percent and then uh, McBeal took it and. <laughs> And guess what? She married Harrison Ford. So, who's the big winner now? Do you do you guys remember the episode of That's Incredible, which I believe we've gotten to know before? Gotten to know before? I don't think we've done uh, a we done a get to know your podcast about that. Nate, not an official no, one yet. It's come up. It came up in the Progeria episode. Yeah, yeah. That was kind of a get to know. <laughs> the first time I ever saw somebody play like a whole setup of glasses with different levels of water was on That's Incredible. Yeah. Fascinating. Was it incredible, mm-hmm. Brian? I thought to myself at the time, that's incredible. <laughs> but I also thought that solving a Rubik's Cube with your feet was pretty incredible. So You know I, what you know what I thought was uh incredible was the gams on Kathy Lee Crosby. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like the cut of Fran Tarkington's bowl cut. <laughs> I forgot that Fran Tarkington was on that show for some reason. You know, you know oh, what man. this show needs? A football player. Why? I can't believe you even asked that question. They had athletic stuff. Mm-hmm. There were people that were doing pulled right. vaults and shit. True. Well, true. if Fran says it's incredible, then I can think it's incredible, too. Yeah. He makes it okay. Otherwise, it's just stupid. Hey, Fran, you've, you've, you've been sacked in the third quarter by a giant linebacker. What do you think of this kid with the birth defect? <laughs> <laughs> Great, uh, great! How he can almost have the semblance of a normal life for right. a couple seconds. Well, I don't. I guess I. I guess there's nothing wrong with him. Yeah, I don't. Here we are yeah. back at the. I don't. I don't know if it's okay to say that a life with progeria is not the best life. But I feel like it's What's probably okay not, for you to say it, Brian. Right. I'll have to. I'll have to lobby the. They have a group. They, they had a lot of like. 
birth defect kids, huh? Though, yeah. right? Oh, sure. There's a lot of like Siamese twin type scenarios. Yeah. Conjoined twins. Conjoined, yes. <laughs> Mark, leave that in. I, I, I eat a lot of the cheese. And I don't ever have nightmares. You do eat a lot of cheese. You you constantly mm-hmm. hankering for a hunk of cheese. I'm, I'm I am I am yes. I have a chronic hankering for a hunk of mm-hmm. something something something. Normally, if you guys if you guys see Brian Camp in the public, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. odds are he's gonna have he, odds are he's gonna have himself uh, just a, a a big old block of cheddar and a and a jackknife on him. And he's gonna be followed by a by a trail of perjuriac. That's right. I'm like the Pied Piper Pamlin yeah. for Julia kids. I'll get him out of any town. Nobody wants him. Well, they follow the cheese. That's part of it, too. You have a, I have a little dance I do. Yeah. You've cut, just, you've cut little just holes in the shaving cheese, cheese. And, and play music with them. <laughs> I carved the cheese into an instrument. <laughs> to lure, lure the Virginia kids <laughs> That's a t-shirt. Hey, was the Six Flags guy making fun of Progeria kids, oh, which is question. not okay? I don't think that he was. I think he was just like a mashup of weird shit. Or an advertising agency that just went, hey, you know what? It doesn't matter what we sell as long as it, as long as it gets people's attention. Let's put a weird looking old guy right. and make him dance. People like dancing babies. I think it was a statement that that house techno is dead. It's for old people. The new form of music is oi music. Oh, sure. Oi, oi, oi. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, that is a good question. That is a, that is a real heads. Mm-hmm. Knowing, knowing enough, <laughs> knowing enough and, and having worked mm-hmm. on some pitches for various uh, advertising stuff for corporations which I weirdly actually have a handful of times now and knowing mm-hmm. how corporate and uptight, uh-huh. I mean, I can't speak to six flags, but I, as a family, knowing that they are a family based thing, like it, I, I cannot imagine the insane scenario. I'm sure, I'm sure it was a, a weird by default decision where somebody right. was like, I want to have, I want to have a dancing, you know, rabbit. And they're like, no, rabbits don't work because that'll offend the, I don't know, something like some just insane amounts of reasons why 11 different things didn't work. And they landed on an old guy dance. Like the, the dancing was from another idea. The old guy was from another idea. And the fucking the tuxedo was from another idea, like three completely disparate like pitches, and everybody sort of gave some uh, concessions and compromises. And the next thing, there was just this insane <laughs> idea of like, yeah, it's a it's a creepy as fuck old man in a tuxedo, uh-huh. techno dancing as it, vigorously like it was just a weird compromise that nobody wanted nobody was happy with it <laughs> right and but nobody was going to say no because everybody was getting their little piece of it in right it was six o'clock they'd been there all day yeah half the room had decided this doesn't matter anyway it's six flags people are going to come we right. just need a commercial yeah. you know give them their ten dollars off in the dr pepper can that's why i've never but that's never why i don't go to six flags anymore because that that ad campaign turned me off. Yeah, I get it. Now I, I go to, now I now I just go to 
Burger Lake. Oh, yeah. I think that's a place. <laughs> yeah, it is. They have a huge high dive. It's awesome. Uh, high dive. It just sounds like a like a like you're going to a pool. Now I just go to county fairs. Yeah, it's just <laughs> no burgers like they have a that high dive is it's real high. Super tall, Kevin. It's real high. It's oh, like a pool. Kevin what, what's high? It's high. Yeah. What, what do you, what do it you... hurts your feet when you jump down and <laughs> land feet first. It slaps your feet. It hurts Whoa. your feet. It probably doesn't exist anymore because it is. It is. There is no safety mechanism on it at all. The first time, the first time anyone has ever brought it up, it just doesn't happen happen to exist anymore. Fucking look it up, man. Listeners <laughs> in the Dallas North Central Texas area, Burger Lake. It was like a man-made lake that had uh, kind of a play area in the middle. And it was where your church group would take you when they wouldn't couldn't afford to take you to Wet and Wild or uh, Six Flags. Well, it looks still like open. it looks like there's a Burgers Lake in Fort Worth. That's what it is. And all I see is is it's fifteen dollars a person. Candy is two dollars, which also includes Twix. And it looks like they have a, a fountain. Yeah, there's a fountain. You could go up and you could put your rectum right oh, on the fountain. Damn near killed them, and it will. <laughs> Make you feel funny. Ooh, six oh, diving and boards you... and over three hundred picnic tables. I guess I owe you guys an apology. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I'm looking for a photo of the original diving board because uh, none of these have well, it in it. So that now that we're completely devoid, diver, divorced from the story, let's go to our next story. All right. Well, I'm gonna have a nightmare about this. Our next story comes to us from Radio New Zealand. Radio New Zealand. Radio, Radio New, Zealand. New Zealand. Radio. So back in episode 93, we talked about a. Mis- oh, I remember it well. We talked about a mysterious stranger <laughs> plaguing a UK man by opening the mail slot on his door late at night and shouting "Horridge." Yeah, I remember <laughs> yeah. this. I don't remember awesome. much, but I remember this about this hero. Wait, what was the other thing you said about like your mom and dad or something? Oh, porridge time, Papa. Pa- Papa Bear. <laughs> porridge time, Papa Bear. Porridge time, <laughs> Papa Bear. But so this isn't this isn't that guy. It's just that now it seems something similar is happening in New Zealand. Jesus Christ. Several residents on New Zealand's Wahiki Island say they are fed up by being tormented by mysterious sausages appearing in their mailboxes. For almost a year, the Ooh. sausages are wrapped in a slice of white bread and covered in butter and tomato sauce, which I looked this up and I guess it's a customary way to serve them in New Zealand. What? I don't know. I don't. I'm not here to defend their sausage butter. practices. I'm merely here to. Oh, present you don't the have news. an opinion about this meat? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, Mr. I know everything about rabbit meat. <laughs> hmm. I've never eaten uh, sausages in New Zealand. I'm sorry. It's just the way With they do it. Butter? In ketchup? No, no, butter and tomato sauce. Hmm. Uh, uh, and wrapped in a in a slice of Wonder Bread. Oh, gross, gross, <laughs> gross, 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 gross. I haven't had white bread Wonder uh-huh. Bread style in I don't even know how long. It's like it's got to be decades. It's so gummy. It is gummy. Yeah. So one resident named Josh said, "Quote: It happens." Oh, Josh, to- I know. I know Josh. <clears throat> What's his last name? Felder. 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 <laughs> That's him. I'm I'm shocked that you knew Josh. I just call him Joshy J, though. So one resident named Josh said, quote, It happens at least once a month. At the very bare minimum, 
before adding that he initially thought it was a drunk person, but quote, it happened again and again to the point where I messaged my friends thinking they were playing a joke on me. And then all of them had photos of sausages and their letterboxes. That was when I knew it was a serious problem because of its prevalence across the Island. Jacob. Oh, wow. I've got this guy. It's Jacob and Josh. I don't know. I don't know if he's Jacob or Josh. No, there's two of them. I know both of them. Oh, okay. Well, it's Josh J. Josh yeah. J. Okay. Because J. of its prevalence across the island, Josh J. said that he suspected more than one culprit could be involved. Josh J. said, quote, it's tearing my friend group apart. It's tearing Wahiki apart because we just don't know who it is. Josh J. also gave the warning to the, mis- to the mystery sausager, quote, I know you're out there. Just know one thing. You will be unmasked and your horrible deeds will be known to the community and you will be shunned. Threatened shunning. Yeah, uh, yeah. Who is it? It's Tom Green. <laughs> Daddy, would you like some sausage? Daddy, would you like some sausage? Daddy, would you like some sausage? This is Tom. This is Tom Green written all over yeah, it. Yeah, it, it really does. Yeah, his, his friend Glenn Humplick is probably helping him out <laughs> on this too. Yeah, this is just this is the most Tom Green type shit. <laughs> That I've ever heard. Yeah. He's running around. He's rubbing his bum on the mailboxes. And first of all, what do they call them? Letterboxes? Come on. Yeah. That's, that's what we, that's what we call. That's what we call when we formatted films for our televisions. There you go. Or as an idiot would say in Best Buy in the 90s. Was there black bars on my video cassette? Gotta I don't it. like it. <laughs> I want right. one without the black bars. That's right. And I go, well, actually, you're getting to see more of the more of the film. It's like the sides. You you don't see this. I don't like it. <laughs> it's not as good because there's black bars everywhere. I hope every single person that fucking told me that at Best Buy is missing a fucking foot <laughs> i hope they've lost one like um, alcoholism or whatever right are they diabetic What's the... <laughs> probably probably i don't care if it's uh they lost it through misadventure <laughs> sexual or otherwise that's fair if, that's if okay. diet made them lose a foot but just like cause i don't want them dead i don't want them to die but i hope that their lives are significantly impacted of the fact that they don't have a they're missing one foot does it matter which foot no not really you okay just as a as a callback to an old story now do you hope that those feet those missing feet have been uh taxidermied and are sitting in the shop saying you know next to science says something like don't forget to wear your boots yeah i mean i hope somebody's getting oh, a kick out of it Here's the other thing. Uh-huh. Oh, that's a good one. Uh-huh. Hope you got a kick uh-huh. out of this uh-huh. one. Here's the other thing that I like. Le- this is another thing that I legitimately hope. Yeah. Anytime I see some fucking, it's always a fucking dipshit college kid. It's always a uh-huh. college guy too. Yeah. Yeah. On a motor scooter, a Vespa sure. or whatever, rolling down the street uh-huh. in fucking flip flops. Oh, yeah. Driving down the street in flip flops on a scooter. I hope you take a turn too hard. And it scrapes your big toe off. 
and you have to, and it's it's a four way stop, and you take a turn too hard, mm-hmm. and you scrape your toe off, uh-huh. and then you run your scooter off, and you frantically have to run around a, four, a busy four way stop trying to in the middle of the heat of the <laughs> summer when it's the fucking hottest oh. it can be when the pavement yep. is just uh-huh. lava, and I want to mm-hmm. I want you running around barefoot on lava. Uh-huh. Cause you lose, cause he wrecks and both his flip flops fly up running around, trying to catch down his toe, trying to grab his fucking big toe. And uh-huh. then once you know it, it gets run over by a few cars and it's full of, you know, <laughs> full of, it's just smushed and then like mm-hmm. flattened and got, you know, tire grease all over it. Oh. And then in pain, he has to hold his toe. It doesn't have any fucking pockets on. Of course he didn't wear pockets. <laughs> Of course, yep. he didn't wear anything with pockets. Of course not. When he went driving, yep. it's just a t-shirt and uh-huh. sweatpants that are that are ripped off at the knee. So he has to drive on his stupid <laughs> motorbike, on his stupid Vespa, uh-huh. little <laughs> Vespa, while holding his fucking toe. This is elaborate. And good. No, I, that's no sympathy from me. I like this. This is good. Hey, can I? Hey, can I get a? Can I? Can I get ahead of you in line? Uh, no, you can't. Well, wait, after wait. after he's after he's out of the hospital, and his foot's all bandaged up, and they could not save the toe. They could not. And he wants to. I'm. We're in line. And he's got neosporin, and he's waiting for his prescription because he wants to get some <laughs> some oxycontin or whatever. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Can oh, I skip yeah. ahead of you since you're just gonna get um. What do you what are you standing in line for, Mike? And I'll be like, ah, oh, I'm just getting uh over the counter alpha brain monkey mindset. Yeah, over the counter. I'm getting more mo- alpha brain monkey mindset, and I'm getting uh, I'm also getting like some lotion for my badass sick ink that I got. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, a tribe because I got a fucking tribal tat that goes up the side of my neck like George Clooney in uh, from Dust Hilt on. <laughs> And I don't need it. Or it could, but I just, it could want, just it be- pop, I want it to pop. <laughs> hey, can I get ahead of you? I'm like, nope. And guess what? Guess what? I'm real fucking wonky with my insurance, and they're gonna have to call them, and it's gonna take twenty minutes, <laughs> and they have to just stand there. That's what I want to happen. That's spiteful. It is. Well, it's earned. It is is the most likely. Uh-huh. And I think this is a mystery that is easy to solve. Okay. Isn't the most likely culprit of the sausage abandonment mm-hmm. Josh J himself? Yep. Well, or at least one of his friends who he, also had, I mean, that's the oldest trick in the book, right? He does seem mm. to be overcompensating. He does seem to be incredibly <laughs> angry for somebody who's just like, yeah, I went out to get the mail and it was, it was the sausage in there. The worst. That is the worst New Zealand accent what? I, I have heard. I don't, that's, that it, it's, it's just like flight to the Concord. It is bad to the people of New Zealand. Well, I will say cool. that unlike us over here in the United States, right. at least mm-hmm. Josh J has not become an elected official based on his silly lies. <laughs> not yet. Like That's our, true. like our, what is it? George Santos. Is that our guy? Yeah. <laughs> I, he's, I hate him, but I also kind of, I know I it is a weird him. thing. It is weird. <laughs> it is a weird, it is, a, it's, it is kind of an insane thing. Cause I don't like him, but there is a part of me that 
you know, it's so insanely brazen yeah. that it is mm-hmm. kind of funny. And then, and the other thing too is like, I didn't vote for him either. Like, I, oh, yeah. and I, I wish, I wish we lived in a world where if you voted for somebody and they turned out to be a fucking fraud, you would feel a little bit of shame. Right. Or be be a little bit like mad at yourself or at least mad at them, you know, uh-huh. like, oh, man, you fucking it. Like, maybe not even mad at yourself because sometimes right. you don't know. You're like, well, they presented themselves well and then they <laughs> turned out to be this other thing. But I feel like what's the deal that just uh-huh. people don't even respond. They're just kind of like, no, he's fine. What? Uh, I feel like with George Santos, he's made he's united our entire country. And for the first time in like 30 years around a politician where we all just go, we both cringe and then kind of laugh at whatever the latest lie is. But I feel like the, the, the Republicans just won't acknowledge it. They just kind of like don't acknowledge it. Right. I, I think there's plenty of Republicans. Acknowledge. I think, yeah, I think, that I, I, I think there are publicly though. Yeah. There's some, yeah. I think people are, I don't think they're using the same charged language but i don't think anyone is i certainly there's some nut jobs but i think by and large no one is celebrating his i (laughs) I, I don't think anybody's celebrating i think some people are just like being very overly quiet about it you know oh i think there are people celebrating is is, in that like yeah look we they they hate democrats so much they got this we got this cuke in and it's like you know I, i think there's some celebration of that but yeah it is like the entire country collectively right. goes, "Oh God, what stupid lie did he?" He said know, he, he said he was a producer yeah. on Spider Man the Musical, the, the <laughs> biggest money losing musical <laughs> or broad, Broadway show of all time. Good for him, which that There's, is that is sacrilegious to to take the the musical theater and to <laughs> you know, as okay. Brian and I are actual people who have. Worked in musical off off Broadway right. musical theater. It's really I, offensive. I was to a stagehand for years. I to, for a, someone to do that in spotlight for Bono. Yeah, but, but you're not. Yeah, but you're not. You're not on the creative end. Right. Like you're not on the art end. side. Yeah. You're 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 a tech guy. We, we might really, hire you, but yeah, I, we, you can get hired. I sure. Slid, sure. I, I bet you. Set, I, I, listen, Kevin. If you yeah. have any ideas for how to light a, an elephant on stage. Uh-huh. Oh, I'd love to hear that, right? Well, first, I would love to hear that whole uh, pitch on how to how to present an elephant, a live African elephant, <laughs> full mm-hmm. size, a buck, as we call a male. <laughs> with, They're actually with called tusks. bulls. I'm open to that. They're called bulls in the states. We call them in the states. We call them bucks. Yeah, no. yeah. That's deer. A deer is a buck. Yeah, but we don't want to get we don't want to get yeah. a bull elephant confused for a bull cow over oh, here, sure. especially in Texas. Yeah. Do you guys yeah, think okay, that part of the yeah. George, the Schadenfreude with George Santos is also that he was elected out of New York? I think most of the country has some size of a chip somewhere on their shoulder when it comes to things from New York. I do at least, and I like New York. It's a, I mean, it's a cool the, place. I think, the but, chip, I think the bigger, I think the biggest two chips on their shoulders people have are for Texas and California. Though I think Texas is getting displaced by Florida now. Texas is cool. We're all right. We're going to figure it out. Florida's a hole. They know it. We're a work in progress. Let's mm-hmm. say that. Nobody's perfect. Yep. In Texas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think it's time for Get to Know Your Podcast, Mike. Oh, boy. I've been looking forward to this one for two weeks. 
get mm-hmm. to know your podcast. Sometimes we talk about stuff and you guys, it is so deep. It is so intense. It is, it is a deep dive. We mention it. We think you might know about it. Maybe you do your research. Maybe you do your own research, which I highly encourage you to do with <laughs> everything, especially in medical stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> But we like to come out on this section and and talk about things that maybe we've only briefly mentioned and haven't gotten to. And this week, we are doing part two of the early history of uh, sexy video games. And we're going to be talking about maybe the sexiest video game of all. It's called Mac Playmate. Can you say that again without covering your mouth? Just, just in case. Mac Playmate, which is what you would hear when you put the small floppy disk into a Macintosh computer. This fellow Mike Sainz was an American comic book artist and uh-huh. software designer, and he was the creator of a game called Shatter that I guess was kind of popular. Comic, is comic called Shatter? Shatter. Oh, yeah, he was a creator of Shatter, as well as the early adult video game Mac Playmate. Mike Sands. He also, yeah, he created Shatter. What? What was Shatter, Kevin? Shatter was like the first. I had some issues of it, and it was like the first. It was called the first computerized comic book, and they would do all of the art on a Macintosh, and it, you know, it looked rough, but it looked kind of cool the way they did it. And then it was set in sort of a a Blade Runner esque future with it was maybe yeah. a little bit had a little bit more humor than than Blade Runner did, but it was fun. It was kind of noirish. He also created it was a game called Iron. It was a it was, no, it was a comic called Iron Man Crash. Remember oh, that yeah. one? That was pretty it was good. An too. All CG, yeah, computer Iron Man game and. He created the cover for Chicago punk band Naked Ray Gun's first album, Throb Throb. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a great record. Multi-talented. The multi-talented Mike Sands. So um, wow. what happens is uh, you... And I, I was able to play this game. I was aware of this game through... Uh, oh, I don't know what to say. Let's just say a friend of the podcast. Oh, I know who. Uh, and you would put it in and it would say McPlaymate. And what would happen is a pixelated woman named Maxie would appear in the confines of your Apple Macintosh in 1987. McPlaymate was the brainchild of Mike Sands, who spent all of two weeks programming the game. <laughs> There really wasn't Man. much to the game. All you could take off Maxie's clothes. It would ask you, you'd, you'd go in. And it would ask you a couple questions to verify your age. And it would just kind of be like, you know, who was the fifth president? And a bunch of a bunch of questions that I guess children wouldn't know. But I was a child and we figured it out. We figured out those questions really uh-huh. easy. Oh, I bet that was so exciting to figure that out. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> like we got a couple wrong unlocking. the first time. Because there yeah. wasn't like an internet. It was on right. the computer, but there was no internet. 
So, I mean, I, or if there was one, it was like bulletin boards or whatever, and we didn't right. know how to get on there. Uh, there really wasn't much to the game. You could just sort of take off Maxie's clothes, and then you can pleasure her with a, a, a number of different sex toys. And there was a button in the corner that said, I, I really appreciate it. There's a button that said panic. And if you click on panic, it just would bring up a bunch of files, <laughs> just a bunch of like quarterly report looking files. <laughs> That is so awesome. That's brilliant. So um, you could dress Maxie in stockings or a bondage outfit or a full fetish ensemble and then command her to masturbate. Masturbate, I believe is how it's pronounced. You say masturbate? In one of six different ways, uh, complete with moaning sounds, of course. Uh And you could also add a female sex partner named Lola Ooh. Or a male partner named Melvin, who was a Melvin. miniature man with an eight ball for a head. It was like a little tiny guy that you could go and drag. So we'd drag and drop different dildos <laughs> from the side of the screen. There was the vibrator, the mighty mo throbber, the deep plunger, the anal explorer. The, and then there was lube you could put on there. And then there was just two disembodied hands that you could go put on her breasts. <laughs> The, it debuted at Macworld in January of 1987, and McPlaymate sold for $50, and there were Jeez. no copies left by the end of the first day. Oh, my What God. is $50? And, Kevin, can we find out how much $50 is in 1987 money? But um, So overnight, Mike Sainz and his business partner, Frank Brooks, uh, used a Macintosh to churn out new discs. In total, they made $60,000. Playboy eventually sent a several cease and desist letters requesting a name change on the product. So Brooks took scissors and cut the E at the end of McPlaymate on the packaging, making a less catchy name of McPlaymat, <laughs> which doesn't really no. work as well, but so, whatever. So $50 in 1988 is around $128 today. Man, they made over a hundred. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money to play for a, to pay for a crappy game. That for a game. one day they made that. Yeah, yeah. Mike was MacFest. Is that what it was? Is, is that a? It's called MacWorld. Yeah. Was MacWorld? Was that just enthusiast, or was that somehow sponsored by the Apple Corporation? Uh, I'm sure it was just some like enthusiast. I'm sure. I'm sure it was. MacWorld was a magazine, so I think. It was probably related to the magazine. I'm sure it was oh, probably okay. one of those those sort of like, you know, now they have that thing, CES, Consumer Electronics Show in right. Vegas. Right. I'm sure this was like the great, great grandfather of that kind of thing where it was like, I'm sure Macintosh was there in a very professional capacity showing off all the new stuff they had coming out. And then, you know, it was such like a wild, wild west of like game designers and stuff like that, that I'm sure like everybody had booths with their games and stuff like that. I've been in to many a uh, corporate trade show. So who is who did the who did the voice of Mac Playmate? See, that's what I have had trouble figuring out, because that was kind of the thing with those early Macintoshes. They were the first as opposed to like IBMs and stuff and other PCs, they were the first to have like, like we could play recorded sound on them. And it was a big deal. Like I remember, I remember there was a disc 
for some game or whatever and there was a and there was like an about us or it says who we are it was just like about the developers not this not this game but it would just say like uh-huh. learn more about the developers and you would click it and it was just an audio recording from gi joe the intro of gi joe and go a ruthless terrorist organization determined to rule the world <laughs> and we thought that was very clever but even then like they didn't have like a lot of I guess I, I'm assuming it took a lot of memory or a lot of power to have the voices and the go to play much because all I remember on Mac Playmate, all there was mm-hmm. was Mac Playmate and then the moaning and groaning, which may have been completely computer driven because it was a very right. like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so Brooks and Playboy settled out of court in an undisclosed agreement. By that point, McPlaymate had become one of the most pirated games in early <laughs> computer history. Oh, yeah. In April of 1990, Sainz turned McPlaymate into a color version on CD-ROM called Virtual Valerie under his new company, Reactor, Ooh, calling the game that. a sexual date on a disc, and it was cost 100 bucks. Damn. Sainz eventually moved on to publish non-erotic games like Spaceship Warlock, which I've never played, but none of his reactor tiles made a splash quite like the ones involving naked women. Reactor folded in 2000 because Sands got bored and wanted to get back to fine art. Sounds like he had that wonderful combination of a little bit of skill at something and then some business savvy. Right. Like that just perfectly combined. Right. Well, what I'd like to do now is, and that's kind of all the information I have on this, but what I would like to do now is I'd like to, unfortunately... I was not able to get any of the sound going, but I was able to pull up an emulation of McPlaymate, and I would like to play with it and have maybe you guys narrate what I'm doing. So if you'll share the screen, or if you'll allow me to share the screen. For the listener, we are sharing the screen. Michael is preparing to play a game that was once banned in several countries. All right. There it is. Okay. The Macintosh Repository. Oh, wow. This is, yeah, uh, yeah so, this is what the old desktops used to look like. Yeah. So, uh, if you'll describe what you see here, it looks, this is, this is what the screen would look like. It's all black and white, very pixelated. Uh, it's got Mc, the McPlaymate disc, which you could pull these things around here. Right. These discs around and lay them, which uh, I don't know if you'll remember. To me, that was really weird. Like the, the, the Mac drag and drop of, putting folders on your screen was that what other computers didn't have that right no you had to understand the command prompt for pcs you just looked at a c on a pc and went what am i supposed to do all right so i'm going to open up mcplaymate here okay and there's the sounds and the files and this is directly off there so okay and i don't know if you can see the icon but it was a woman with her (laughs) legs open Ooh. right in forming an M, as I believe. Oh, oh, I see it now. Now, normally, this didn't do the opening section for whatever reason. Uh, normally, it would. She, the woman would be wearing clothes, uh-huh. and she would ask you a series of questions to make sure how old you are. Then she would ask you what you would want to do to her. Like, would you? Uh-huh. Would you? Would you like to take her clothes off? It'd be a little risque back and forth. But due to this, uh, for whatever reason, this emulation doesn't have it now up top we've got file watch me costumes and sex partners um Mm -hmm. then there's a a bar a big window of uh virtual valerie or i guess this is maxi 
and she's yeah. uh, pixelated, buck naked, uh-huh. uh, with her legs spread open. Uh, what what can I'll, I'll let you? I mean, I have to run the computer here, but what would you guys like me to click on? I I want to see the costumes to start out. Okay, oh, yeah. we've got just oh. stockings, corset, gloves, spike heels, bondage ensemble, full fetish ensemble, and nude, which I think we are looking at. Nude. Yeah, I think we're looking at nude. We're nude right now. I think we should do the full fetish ensemble. So we got it all. Okay. 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 So now she got- she's gone from her hands were before. Now they're tied up and they're behind her head. Mm-hmm. She's got mm-hmm. handcuffs that are around her ankles. She's got stockings on, mm-hmm. uh, sort of a bond boostage thing, and then one of those mm-hmm. rubber ball things in her mouth. A ball gag. And and for the listener. She is. She her breasts are heaving. There is a yes. heaving motion. It's the only motion in the otherwise static image. That and her apparently looking up in panic at her bound wrists, which yes. is. And for the listener, I would like you to know it's not the float of the boat. It's the motion of the ocean. <laughs> the float of the boat. It's a sex thing, Kevin. Oh, okay. Uh, so I can I can do. Is, would you like to see another costume? Uh. Sex partners. I think the costume, like, I think this is just all the costume stuff. Because, like, corset gloves, like, she's wearing that. Yeah. Oh, hey. Okay, well, when you take off the bandage gear, she starts to pleasure herself, and she doesn't have her, uh, I'll go, I'll go through it. So, this is the bondage ensemble. The bondage ensemble is nude, but with the handcuffs and the ankle cuffs. It's essentially full fetish gear without any clothing. Yeah. So this is just a couple variations. So she's on the right-handed. Same thing. I think that we can agree. She's well. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Are you? Uh, do you always? I'm a switch hitter, is what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm much like Bill Clinton. <laughs> ambidextrous. There's a print button, Michael. Yeah. What is that do? <laughs> I think this would actually print. Oh, okay. So on an old a screen for yeah, because say because say like you want to you start uh-huh. to develop a real situation feelings and <laughs> right, but Over you your have wallet. to you, but you have to you're going on a cross country trip. You can't and bring your Mac with you. It, no. uh, the, this is pre MacBook. This is the yeah. this is the this is the desk the little black and white desktop thingy. Yeah. Uh, and then, so panic, I just hit panic, and it brings up just a spreadsheet. Spreadsheet, yep. Apple deal. It says Apple dealers, and just has some addresses and phone numbers. Can you actually yeah. scroll down, or is it just an image? No, I think it is just an image, yeah. So should I maybe try one of these? Yeah, try uh, one of these toys. Tell us toy which box. one. Let's just, we'll start with the classic vibrator. It It looks like the vibrator you would see in the 80s. It's a very... 80s right. like it's not what you would see today when you would think of a vibrator but for the 80s it's exactly oh hey whoa that oh. disappears yeah it goes in there she doesn't seem uh-huh. to be reacting too much uh, i think no. her breasts are heaving more than they were oh, okay is... oh she's now we're getting some movement yeah there's some mm-hmm. yeah kicking her legs in a way that can't be comfortable <laughs> yeah like Seems like she's just holding uh, herself up with her back hand. Unfortunately, little rockets. It, it's a little. It's a little. Uh, Linda it's Blair like doing the the crab walk in The Exorcist. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's like you've pinned a grasshopper onto a board, and the grasshopper's <laughs> yeah. flailing a little bit. Okay. okay? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's take the. Uh, this oh, is the hey. anal explorer. 
Okay. Okay. She seems to like that. More mm-hmm. kicking. And then, of course, there's the oh, helping hands. Of... Oh, 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 I see what the helping hands <laughs> help with. Yeah. They've got the kung fu grip, <laughs> you might say. And then I'm just going to pretend that this guy has got a little bit of a foot thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's going to use the other hand on the foot. Okay. It's hard to catch up. Yeah. I can't believe that he made over $100,000. <laughs> <laughs> I can this. totally believe that. I'm going to pull out the uh, see what the sex partner. There's Lola. Uh huh. All right. Oh, oh hey. hey. Oh. Lola's getting. I remember this. I mean, she's got a vibrator sticking in her eye, but otherwise. Okay. Right. When you add a Mike's partner, a, it doesn't a remove. Hand, a, a grippy hand on her butt, buttocks. I, I feel like we can remove now that Lola's. So yeah. they're 69ing now. Uh, yeah. Sure. I feel that now that that's happening, I could get the lube out of the way because that's probably going to taste weird. Okay, Lola with fetish ensemble. Okay, this is just. I know you could give Lola a costume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now let's see what Melvin looks like. Okay. Oh, okay. oh, hey, Melvin is a little tiny man with a an eight ball who's extra eight ball head. An eight ball He's for extra head. He kind of ran off the screen. He's very excited to be so there. What is what is the significance of the eight ball? Um. Well, I I mean I don't know. I really. There's, I mean, in a lot of ways, McFlaymate, even all these years later, gives more more questions than answers. Yeah, it's, yeah. No. It is next. Okay, and then you can just kind of watch her. Basically, this is going through the different motions of okay. with different outfits on. See how many we can fit in here. Um, <laughs> seems, it seems like a a future doctor's visit to our or to our friend of the podcast. Yeah, I mean, this is unsafe for, for maxi and i didn't even da- i didn't download this there's an emulator that you don't even have to download um and i'm sorry that i looked everywhere trying to get some uh audio in order to play uh-huh. put on here but I, I really couldn't find any anywhere so if anyone had if anybody has any audio well and i also have to imagine that if anyone actually owns like you said it was the most pirated game or one of the most pirated games of all time and a lot of these old games were but my guess is that if you have like an original Mac Playmate in box, oh, that's yeah. quite the collector's item. I yeah, I mean, it, it, there is like definitely like a huge market right now for vintage smut. old school. Not any, but like a lot of popular just games, like first run games, right. are now like like I think if you have like a Mike Tyson's Punch Out in a in a box, it's worth quite a bit of money. Granted, granted, and and that's a game that he doesn't even masturbate in. So, <laughs> that wraps up another week of the International News Service. Find us across social media at International News Pod. Email us at internationalnewspod at gmail.com. We all know what the angels in heaven will be playing when our listeners get there, and that's INS. Check out the INS merch store at Redbubble and our Patreon, and don't forget to check out our subreddit at r slash INSpod. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the International News Service. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. INS, the news you need.